Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Nathan Brown Show on 106.7 Buzz 2. Inside the 15, Bears want to go quickly. Fake the handoff. Outside they go. Richmond, stutter step. At the 5. Into the end zone! Touchdown for the third time! Kristen Richmond's got a hat trick! And the Bears take the lead! How about it? Over the next hour, Coach Brown and Bears broadcaster Justin Acri will recap the previous games, highlight outstanding performances, and look ahead to what's next for Central Arkansas football. Third and long here for Braylon Smith. Will they throw on third down? Nope. Hale up the middle. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Central Arkansas! Cherry on top, Darius Hale, his seventh of the season. The freshman is feasting. The Nathan Brown Show is presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro and broadcasted live at their location at 955 South Amity Road. Hudson, part of a three-receiver set to the right side. They're going to hand it off to Hale. He's going to go left side. At the five, four, three, two, touchdown. Central Arkansas, Darius Hale for the third time tonight. Hat trick for Richmond in the last outing. Darius Hale gets the first of his career tonight, and the Bears are cruising. And also brought to you in part by Splash Car Wash, AT&T, Highland Dairy, Conway Corp, La Quinta Inn and Suites Conway, Conway Regional, DDS Dentures and Implants, HD Roofing and Construction, and the Arkansas Beef Council. There goes Hale up the middle. He's gone. He's going to go to the house. All the way to the end zone. He got caught at the end, but he's in for another score, another long run. 50-plus yards by Darius Hale. Late flag comes in, but it was after the score, and Darius Hale is over 200 yards on the night. Unbelievable performance by the freshman this evening. Now let's head to walk-ons and join Nathan Brown and Justin Acree. Outside, caught by Richmond at the 9, and he's into the end zone. Christian Richmond slipped outside. Nobody saw him. The nearest defender was five yards back inside, and he was along the hash marks down the sideline. And the easiest touchdown of the season for the Bears as Christian Richmond strolls in. To that point, it was. Welcome to uh, the Nathan Brown Show here at Walk-Ons. I'm all out of sorts. I had all my stuff prepared for tonight, and I deleted it all, but it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. It's easy after a win. Bears cruise with an explosive second half. 7-6 at the break, 49-20 the final. Just what everybody expected, Coach, after the halftime. But uh, congratulations. Great to get on the winning side of things again. You guys have set yourselves up to get to 500 this week of the win at home against Lindenwood. Yeah, th- first of all, thanks. It was uh, a credit to our team, a credit to our players. I mean, they worked hard. Uh, they continued to believe, um, you know, and it's easy to get frustrated and and uh, you know get get down on on yourselves when you're when you're not winning games at times. And our guys continue to trust the process. They worked extremely hard. I thought we had our best week of practice last week, um, which obviously led to probably our best and most complete game, uh, and that, that that's encouraging. So, uh, big win, obviously. Open conference play with a win, and that's as big as anything. And and uh, you know that should help us uh, springboard us hopefully for the uh, you know the, the back half of the schedule. 
Yeah, you are 1-0 in conference play, and that's what really matters. Yes. There's only one other team that is, and they have 75 scholarships. That's Jacksonville State. Yes, and uh, and, that, and that's encouraging. And I told our guys that's a challenge, and and uh, and and really the goal after this week was to be 1-0, right? Like it. Yeah. Like non-conference is great, and that's that you know all the things that that lead up to conference play, but ultimately to make the playoffs, ultimately to win a ring and put it on your finger, you win the conference championship. And so uh, to be on top of that right now, and obviously there's a lot of season left, but to be on top right now, week five, or after week five is a big deal. So what changed at the half to the second half? Well, we left a lot out there in the first half. I mean, bottom line is, at least defensively, we played great. Um, I don't think there's any question that for four quarters we played championship football on defense, um, and, and they kept us in the game as offense was treading water in the first first half. Uh, you know, we started out with a bang, obviously a big fourth, fourth, fourth down stop, and then the offense converted four plays later. Um, so you felt like, man, okay, here we go. You know, uh, it, it's going to be one of those days, and we just – you know, we just couldn't get anything sustained. We were we weren't going three and out. We were moving the ball, and, and we just stall out. Wouldn't make the right decision or the right play call or or, or wrong read or whatever it was. But you know, at, at halftime we knew they were loading the box. I mean, at times they were bringing seven, eight guys down to basically stop Darius Hell and Colin James. I mean, bottom line, that's what they were doing, and and so we have to make plays outside. And so we challenged Will. We challenged our receivers. Uh, we challenged our pass protection, and, and, and that's what happened was, was uh, we made explosive plays in the pass game in the second half, and, and, uh, and we protected Will, and we kept the chains moving and, and uh, really ran away with it with a lot of momentum change of plays. What's the difference between challenging and encouraging? Well, encouraging probably is, is uh, something that Riley and Luke can listen to and watch. Uh, challenging probably is more of a PG-13 R-rated version. I got gotcha. you. I, I, it was pretty clear at the halftime break that you were not getting what you wanted, and so it's good that everybody responded well in the second half on that. They did, and and, and so that's a, that's a testament and encouragement to our guys. I mean, uh, it, you know, and, and and I always tell guys this: you know, bottom line is a football game never goes to script. You know, we we can sit here and put what we think is the best game plan, the perfect play, play call, never goes to script. Just like tonight didn't go to script for you, right? I yep. mean, like you deleted it, and it happens. And, and so you've got to adjust on the fly. You've got to make make adjustments and make improvements and, and go win the game either way, just like just like anybody does in any tough situation. Bottom line, Bears outscored the Governors 42-14 after the break. And congratulations to a couple of Bears who were honored by the league today. Will McElvain, 20-31, 261, career-high four touchdowns, one pick, named Player of the Week in the A-Sun. And, you know, one thing that won't show up much in the stat sheet, folks, uh, is that his feet, I thought, Coach, yes. had a couple of key runs. The numbers aren't going to wow you, and we're still waiting to see, like, an explosive running game from him. But he has had some key runs this year and certainly did on Saturday. Well, he converted two third downs with his feet, which is huge. I mean, that's something you can't, you don't anticipate. Uh, we also opened the, opened the second half with two straight draw plays with him. Yeah. Uh, we felt like if we could spread them out, you know, get a box count, that was going to help our run game. So he opened the second half with two plays for about 16 yards between the two of them. Uh, that's a big deal. And uh, Will needs to continue to be a good good, good rusher for us as we continue to go through the season. Yeah, and a guy that we've talked a lot about on the show this year is uh, Demetrius Charles, Coach. He is rising up the tackle numbers, and uh, he was named the defensive player this week. And honestly, you could have picked you know two or yeah. three different guys in that regard. We named Logan Jessup because he came up with a you know, recovered fumble and had a big tackle day and a, you know, a couple of sacks. But... Uh, certainly, a lot of de- you know re- deserving guys. You had another 12 tackle day yep. for T Bird, but yeah, yep. but obviously you know Demetrius has been a huge part of what you're doing defensively. Well, DC keeps getting better every week, and you've seen him progress year at, really from year to year. Uh, you know, he came here as a non-scholarship walk-on player. 
um, from Texarkana High School on the Arkansas side. Um, and worked his way to a scholarship and now has become a starting linebacker and really playing at an all-conference caliber level, um, which is great next to Corley Hooper, who's already been defensive player of the week once this week. Uh, you know, you know the way our defensive line is playing, they're opening up those gaps for those linebackers, and, and, and they're making the most of it. They're making tackles when they need to. We're going to talk to a couple of different players tonight. David Walker, the transfer from Southern Arkansas, who we've heard so much about, sophomore from Stuttgart, and he has lived up to the billing from what we heard all through fall camp. And now we're starting to see what we heard about Will McIlvain, Coach. He's starting to look calm, and he's starting to be a real weapon for you guys and causing some significant issues for opposing defenses. And then Austin Eldridge, a guy who's been on the show this couple of different times, junior out of Florida, who's got a couple of catches from last year, a couple of catches this year, and talked to him about his role so far this season. So we're looking forward to that and continuing to recap what was a big win. One of the other things I want to talk about was one of the areas of focus coming in was Mike DeLillo, the quarterback, had a huge rushing game two weeks ago. And he ended up with negative 14 yards. So how much of a focus was that, or how much was it just the way the game played out? Well, it was a huge focus. I mean, we spent three straight days of practice, really hard physical practices, you know, uh, uh, focusing in on getting the quarterback down. I mean, bottom line was he was a weapon. I mean, he, he wasn't leading the, the A-Sun in total offense for no reason, and, and, and they didn't have one of the top five, six uh, total offenses in the country for, for no reason. It starts with the quarterback. And so – uh, we did some different things on defense. Um, I would love to give our secrets up that we kind of, I don't know, the, there may be every team in the country do this, um, but but we could talk off air on some of the things we did. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want a lot of people doing what we did, but I think we put a focus on getting the quarterback down, uh, t- kind of change the style of the way we practice, um, and, and it helped our defensive front. I mean, we condensed him down. We collapsed the pocket. I mean, I don't know. I, what we, I think we had like 12 tackles for loss, four sacks. I mean, an unreal night for our defense, and it started with getting DeLillo down. 11-3, and three, but close enough. We'll take yeah. it. You guys obviously were a problem when you didn't get him. You had him hurried and nervous for sure. Yeah, he never looked comfortable. I no. mean, and we hit him a lot. I mean, yeah. if you, I think Coach Kitchens and the defensive staff broke it down. I think we had him hit and on the ground 18 times. I love it. Well, let's stay there then. David Walker is the closest man to a microphone, so let's bring him up first. Get the sophomore from Stuttgart on next. He has been uh, – a great addition on the D-line. We'll take a timeout and come back with him after this on the Nathan Brown Show from Walk-Ons and Conway. Stay with us. a question or comment for the head bear send justin a message on twitter at justin 7 now back to the nathan brown show presented by walk-ons sports bistro in conway 955 south amity road on the buzz radio network delillo will throw outside caught at the 20 receiver spun lost it fight for it and the bears came up with it The Bears came up with it. A perfect start to the second half. Logan Jessup comes up with it. All right, welcome back in here to the Nathan Brown Show at Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. Defense wreaking havoc over the weekend in the big win over Austin P. A team that came in ranked 16th, Coach. I'm not going to say it feels like more than a win, but it was obviously a great feather in your cap in addition to putting one on the left side of the column there where it needed to be. Yeah, Wins a win, no matter who it is, right? Like, like I tell our guys all the time, getting wins are hard. I mean, it, we it, you put a lot of work and effort and time into it, um, but but to be to be the top, you know, 15, 16 team in the country right now, being ranked that, 
uh, is obviously a big deal. We feel like we're in that same same sentence. I mean, we've, we've had some tough losses. Um, we feel like we're that good a team. Uh, we proved it on Saturday, and now we have to sustain it. I think that's the challenge is sustaining it from here, um, and that, that's what we're working so hard to do. Well, I will tell you, and you know this all too well because you're usually the one telling me, um, there have been a few guys over the years that you've talked to me about, and the, the phrase always goes, this guy's going to be special. I heard it a few years ago with a young man named Tyler Hudson. Yep. He turned out okay. Uh, I heard it with Darius Hale all fall camp. This guy's going to be pretty special, and turned out he had a, one of the best freshman campaigns we've ever seen. And all fall camp I heard about a guy wearing zero on the defensive line named David Walker who had transferred in from Southern Arkansas. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to see this to believe it. But the book on him was, we cannot guard him. So that is an issue. And he has been an issue so far. And he's joining us now, sophomore from Stuttgart, transfer from Southern Arkansas. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So tell me about your path here. How did you end up at Southern Arkansas? And then how do we get you here to Conway? Because it's been obviously a nice addition. Uh, well, I went to Southern, Southern Arkansas late in June because I uh, couldn't get my grades up. And um, throughout that journey, Coach Kitchens, they were already recruiting me in high school. So I had a great year, my, um, my junior year, and um, they gave me a scholarship and told me to come here. So I'm glad to be here. So tell me about your fall camp. Clearly impressed the coaches. What was your mindset coming here? To win the starting job. And... Um, it was a lot of great guys in front of me, and I knew if I put my head down and work, I can get there. So, What's, What are the keys as a pass rusher? What are the things you think about? What are the keys to getting ready for that? Have a pass rush move. So, like, go in there with two moves already, and uh, sometimes it's just natural. So if you give you a weak hip, you bull rush, and it's just, I don't know, it just all came natural to me. Okay. So I've heard that. I heard that recently, I guess. It was that you need to have basically a, a move you love and then an, an, a move that you can sort of counter off that. Yes, sir. So what's your other move? I can't tell you that. Okay. <laughs> I like That's it. That's a He's good answer. Wise beyond his years. It's good. <laughs> so uh, how has the transition been? So, you know, again, people think, okay, well, this guy's come from D2. You know, how, how, how's the transition going to be? Was it harder high school to D2 or D2 to, to D1? So far, I'll say D two to D one. Yeah, like the pace, the pace of the game is faster, but like overall, I think I fit in, filled in pretty good. Yeah, I would say so. You're doing just fine. Fourth on the team in tackles, second, I guess, uh, on tackles for loss, seven and a half so far. And you were an instant impact guy. I mean, you, that first game, you were out and getting after it the first week. How hyped were you that first game? I mean, Thursday night, you know, you guys were center stage here in the state, and you're going up against a ranked team like Missouri State. You had to be excited. Yeah, I was. I mean, coming from SAU, the crowd's not as big, so all that adrenaline took over, and I just played the game. What was your familiarity with UCA growing up in Arkansas? At Central, and um, I used to always come come down here because my brother played. Uh, he ran track here okay. back in 2019. All right. And I was just always around. Speed kills. It's in the family, huh? No yeah. Doubt. What did he run? He ran the 4 by one in high jump. Okay. So he could fly, huh? Yeah. All right. Did you run track growing up? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You hooped and you, yeah, you yeah. play football. Yes, sir. Anything else? I play soccer. No doubt. Yeah. Good footwork's critical, right? I love that. How long did you play soccer? Um, sophomore year to senior year. Really? Yeah. Was Stuttgart good in soccer? No. i got to be honest, <laughs> I didn't follow it very closely. Okay. What position did you play in soccer? Fullback. Fullback? Okay. Chase okay. people down. That's what I played, too. people down. I really wanted to be a guy that scored goals, but I was better off on defense, too. I feel you. <laughs> uh, you live on defense, obviously. 
How about the rest of your guys? I mean, Jessup's been uh, an impact guy since he got here. What have you, you know, learned or what, what have you guys uh, sort of been able to feed off each other, I guess, so far this year? I'll say effort. Jessup, he has phenomenal effort. I mean, when you think of a guy on the other side, you got to have a good guy with you. So I know he's going to get back there, and I know I'm going to get back there. So yeah. that really just helped both of us out. Talking to David Walker, we're just tuning in, uh, sophomore defensive lineman from Stuttgart who's, again, having a big impact for the Bears. So you guys start out one and three. What are you thinking on that ride home from SEMO last week? I mean, we played, we played a decent game. We saw, like, we had life. But at times, I mean, I just knew we could do better. And Coach, he, he put it in our head, like, we're going we're gonna to win this weekend. And we did it over practice, take one day at a time. Yeah, what are you thinking at half? You guys did such a good job in the first half. You're holding the six points. What are you thinking at the halftime break? They can't stop us. You're feeling good about the offense? Yeah. Okay. And they couldn't stop you guys on the D-line yeah, either? D-line, like, we just had to give them the ball back. Yeah. That's all we were thinking. Yeah, you guys were causing all sorts of problems up there. Do you ever feel bad for opposing quarterbacks when they just can't do anything? No, I like him. I like that. That's good. Good attitude. <laughs> what are you studying up here, David? Uh, sports management. Okay. What's your long-term plan? Hmm. Um, the football don't work out. I want to be a coach. Okay. You have go- you have aspirations to play professionally? Yes, sir. Okay. And where you are, I mean, are you, you you see yourself as a D lineman at the next level? Yeah, I do. Okay. Will you keep getting bigger? You said you're two. What'd you say, you weigh? Two fifty-seven. Two fifty-seven. Do you will you keep growing? You think, or will you? Uh, what, what do you want to play at? Like ultimately? I love D line, so I mean, I'll, I'd rather stay there. Yeah. Who's your Who's your favorite pass rusher of all time? Aaron Donald. Oh, he's a pretty good one. So, yeah, I was so, thinking so, he's, he reminds me more of like uh, LT though. So like I could chime in here like like David Walker might, and I'm not no knock on any of our you know DC or any of our linebackers. He might be our best linebacker on the team. Yeah, I mean like he's just I, I have I have not seen you know even plays he doesn't make. Like I told him he played he played the, the best complete game he's played all year against Austin P on Saturday. But even plays he doesn't make, he's literally impacting the play. I mean yeah. it's unreal. I mean. Uh, just the way he can chase people down, the way he can just get off the ball, the, his speed and athleticism to change direction. He just, he just, we're, we're blessed to have him. How long did it take you guys as a coaching staff to realize, like, uh-oh, this dude's a little different? Well, here's here's what's funny. So he comes in spring, and he gets so mad at me. He's like Coach Brand, like he's like almost in tears because I pulled Coach Kitchen and Coach Davis aside, and I said, look, I don't need to see David Walker practice again. I don't want him to get hurt in practice, but this guy loves football so much that when you take him out of practice, like, he's mad. And I'm like, I, I, I want you over there because you're staying healthy over there because I know where you're going to be game one. And uh, we knew right away. I mean, you could tell, that you know, not only just what he does in the weight room. I mean, Darius Hill has amazing numbers in the weight room, but he matches them and goes even more. I mean, his, his power clean, he set the power clean record. Um, he can squat a house. I mean, you could tell early on, and then once we – the ball was snapped in spring. I mean, his quick twitch movements and the way he carries himself, uh, he, we knew he was going to be very special. How much do you study? How much? How important is it to watch offensive linemen and their tendencies on how you're going to attack? Where you go? Coach Davis? <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> He's not listening. Uh, you don't uh, watch a lot of tapes there, you're telling me? I do, but I don't. Okay. You'll have I, to explain. I like to, watch other, I like to watch other teams and learn from them. And then, like, I don't know, it's just it's just instincts. Are there teams against the teams you're facing? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just instincts. So, like, I just go off what the tackle does. Do you talk at all? No. You don't? No. That's probably scarier, I would think. 
And like the killers in the in the in the slasher movies, it's always the guy that doesn't talk that freaks me out. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I would say don't, that. Don't watch don't, don't watch film if you don't need to. <laughs> you're not gonna hear a coach in America say that. But hey, whatever works, that's good. Well, good luck this week. Uh, how about the stripes? Has that been odd to get used to for you? Did you get get used to it pretty quickly? Uh, I played in the All Star game here back in 2019. Yep. Yeah. So. How'd you play? It was pretty good. Yeah. I came off a torn ACL though. Oh shoot. Well. Things are going better now. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Glad, glad, this, glad the return trip has been much better. So, well, good luck this week. Should be a lot of fun. Sure. All right. You like winning? More fun than more fun than losing. Yeah, right? definitely. All right. Let's go get some more. Let's do it. All right, David. Appreciate you. All right, David Walker. Very good. I love it. Uh, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun this weekend watching him get after. You got another quarterback that likes to run around, coach, this week. So, yeah. Similar type of approach or just the fact that you got a dual threat guy well it's a similar approach i mean we it, it, we just said it off air i mean it seems like every week it's a dual threat guy yeah. this guy's no different he's a, been a d2 all-american i mean he's he's a good player we're gonna have to get him down all right when we come back we're gonna turn our attention to the offense and talk to austin eldridge who again like those tight ends they do a lot of dirty work get an occasional ball thrown their way but we'll talk to him a little bit about that we do need to heap some praise on special teams uh, what a week for Gerard Barnes and the punt return unit. They had a big, big performance, part of the win over Austin P last weekend. So we'll take a break at 723. We're back here in just a moment. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on 1067 Buzz 2. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, where everything is made from scratch, bringing Cajun cuisine to life. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin on the Buzz Radio Network. Down to the one-yard line, Bears go quickly. Will Hale be the beneficiary? My guess is yes. He has it. He's into the end zone again. Touchdown, Central Arkansas. There go the fireworks, and Darius Hale adds to his career total, and the Bears out of their lead. Tony Romo's got nothing on me. 727, welcome back to the Nathan Brown Show here at Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. And You know, Coach, the last couple of weeks, I mean, obviously teams have loaded up to stop the run, and you've got to do enough, I guess, to keep them honest. What is the mindset when a team is so dead set on loading the box. Well, you have to keep running the ball to stay balanced. I mean, bottom line, that's what's still going to set up your pass. That's what's still going to set up your your play-action game. It's just it may not be quite as effective. And so, you know, we've got to be more creative. We've got to find ways to get the ball on the edge. And, and, and really what it comes down to, a lot of times, your running back has to make a safety miss. And, and, the, and we play two good teams with really good safeties that can come down and make plays. And, you know, we like that one-on-one matchup most of the time. But, but again, I think it's one of those things I think everybody wants to see See, and they've gotten used to it, and I get it. Darius Hale making the big runs, the big runs, the big runs. Well, you appreciate the four- and five-yard runs, too, and just chopping away, chopping away, chopping away, and then setting up the big pass. And so, um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's one of those things that, that you have to continue to run the ball. But, again, you're going to do what it takes to win the game, and a lot of times if they're loading the box, you're going to have to throw the ball down the field. Gotcha. Uh, we are talking to our 
tight end from Florida, Austin Eldridge, who is a junior. And it's kind of like we used to talk about with Braylon. It's like a sixth-year junior. So, you know, but, hey, here's a good thing. They'll keep giving you an education if you'll keep taking it, right? Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. So you're just getting smarter. That's a good thing. Yep. You know, uh, you're kind of freezing time. You know, you just keep keep uh, keep learning, keep playing football. So it's good. Good to see you. Good to see you. A couple of catches last year, and you've already, I think, tied your total from last season with a couple yep. this season. Yep. Yep. So they wouldn't have taken the one from me at Ole Miss, it'd be past that. So, well, we got a long way to go, so you got plenty of time <laughs> to surpass that. So let me. This is like asking a basketball player: Would you rather score or rebound? Would you rather block or catch passes? Man, I, you know, catching passes is awesome and everything like that. And you know, everybody loves the glory, but when you really go back and look at the film and stuff like that, there ain't nothing like making a block and, and setting up that touchdown for our running backs and stuff like that. So. So the, we were just talking about the run game. When you're facing a loaded box, and you guys are, again, you're trying to keep them honest. You're trying to, you know, keep some kind of balance. How tough is it, you know, as you guys are trying to make things happen when not having a lot of success in the, in the running game? Uh, it's it's pretty tough because, you know, when they, when they load that box and bring seven in the box and they're bringing different blitzes and just trying to get you off your game, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes when you're on the sideline talking to the coaches, trying to figure out, you know, what we need to do. But, you know, most of the talk to between us tight ends and the O-line is, you know, just stick to the plan, stick to what the coaches taught us, and, and, you know, end up working out. And so that's what we try and do, and, you know, most of the time it ends up being successful. Tell me a little bit about the room this year. And, uh, you know, Riyadh's a guy we've seen a lot of, and Owens is an intriguing prospect in the fact that he's got such a well-rounded background. I played some high school quarterback, and he's got he's such a good-looking potential pass catcher. He's just kind of that long tight end. Haven't had a guy like that in a while. But give me give me kind of a read on the room. Uh, it's, it's an awesome room. We've always had a really good room, I feel like, ever since I've been here. Um, you know, kind of some new faces for some for some people, but uh, Riyadh is, is a great blocker, um, and he can also catch the ball too. And he, uh, he's, he's got some of the strongest hands I think I've seen. Sometimes when he punches somebody, it's like, wow. I mean, and he, so he's really good in the, in the run game. And this so, is in the throws of football, you mean, not like out on the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But if I ever get in a scrap here at Walk-Ons, he's, he's my guy, one yeah, of my teams. Sure. Okay, good to know. And then uh, Jordan, like you said, I mean, he's probably 6'5", 6'6". Um, and, you know, he's, he's he, when he came in, you know, Coach Hollinsworth had a – teach him some steps and different things like that but he's really picking up uh you know becoming a good blocker and um he's made some some really spectacular catches in fall camp and stuff like that so we'll probably end up seeing that here pretty soon yeah i don't want to put too much on him he looks a little bit like mark west branson reminds me of coach just that long athletic body and uh And, and and he's he is a guy that probably needs to be utilized more he's talented i mean he is and and he's getting better each week as austin said at, at the blocking schemes i mean when you go from playing quarterback your whole life basically to now all of a sudden your body basically dictates you to be a tight end it takes a little little growth and and that's what he's going through but uh he's gotten better every week and i think his confidence is what you've seen go up uh last week or last year rather i think we talked about beards um let me ask you about <laughs> nicknames this year Last week we got an all-timer. It was Milk. Uh, yeah. I was did not see that coming. I was yeah. it was so off-putting. I tried to change it, but I lost the Twitter poll, so we left it Milk. That's fine. And then he caught a pass last week, which we haven't mm-hmm. talked about yet, Coach. One there, there's some karma. One, he's the yes. only player on the team with a one-handed catch. So, yeah, far. That is, so, yeah. so Austin, you'll probably get a touchdown this week if karma continues to carry <laughs> over. But uh, any good nicknames in the tight end room? Um, trying to think we don't really have too many nicknames in the tight end room uh how about your on the they, team who's your favorite nickname what's your favorite nickname um i love uh 
Coach Hollinsworth, he calls all the D-line, even though, like, obviously David and Jessup aren't. But you'll hear him during the game. He'll be like, come on, fat boys, you know. So <laughs> he calls them fat boys. So I really like that. And then uh, for some reason, I don't know why, I've always got deodorant on and everything like that. But the tight ends like to call me Smeldridge. So that, that's my Smeldridge. It's, it's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cheap. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> one, one guy, obviously, you're missing a big piece of that room. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about it. Not a lot on the show, I guess, but, uh, you know, obviously losing Garrett in the offseason. That's something, that, you know, a team should never have to go through. And, you know, it's obviously very difficult, but at the same time, I'm sure it gives you guys an opportunity to rally together. Coach has got the, you know, the button on in his hat tonight. But, uh, you know, I'm just curious, as, as a guy who played with him closely, what he meant to you, you know, what is his legacy, yeah. the lasting legacy is for you from him? He was, uh, I mean, he was just a, one of my best friends. Um, we spent a lot of time together. Uh, great dude uh, on the football field, off the football field. Great football player. Um, you know, you knew that if, you know, he was next to you on the football field, uh, that he was going to make his, you know, his block and he was going to have your back. And um, just an unbelievable guy. And, uh, you know, there's, I always tell everybody this, I, I'd have never and I never will in my life meet another guy like Garrett Thomas. Yeah. So. Coach, we talked about a little bit off the air. We haven't really gotten into it too much on the show, but he is what, to me, again, especially at this level, what college football is all about. Guy worked his butt off, you know, did well in the classroom, came in without a scholarship, and was on his way to earning one. I mean, that's those are the stories we love to tell. He is the perfect example of what a, what you want a UCA athlete to be. I mean, he got the most out of his body. I mean, he he, he laid it on the line, whether it was practice or the, or the game. Was a 3.5 student, um, and, and and just just did whatever it took. Like when I say when I say that one of the most selfless human beings. Uh, he was a selfless human being, and Austin, him and Austin got to be around each other a lot, became best buds. And that's what I say what's great about football is football brings a bunch of people from def- different backgrounds, Austin all the way from basically Tampa, Florida, and, and, and Garrett from Dallas, Texas, and then you converge into football and you become best friends. I mean, never would have met each other if it wasn't for football. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I'm sure you got to know his family well. I know his folks were here, you know, the opening day to honor him, and uh, I've I'm guessing you guys still have some kind of relationship. You, you talk to them some? Yeah, I talk to his dad uh, probably two or three times a week, and I talk to his mom quite often. Uh, his dad always sends me a good luck text before the game, and so does his mom. And Sometimes we'll call and talk on the phone and just, you know, just try and keep that relationship, and it's probably something I'll do for the rest of my life because awesome. they're great people. So. That's great. Well, Mr. Smeldridge, you did a great <laughs> job today, and I uh, look forward to you uh, having a big game this week. I think Appreciate both you and David are due after – Look, we literally had a guy on the show last week who plays offensive line catch a pass. So I would say just about anything's possible this week. You know? There's no doubt. Well, good luck this week. Appreciate it. Let's keep it rolling. Get back to 3 and 3, get to 500, and then sky's the limit after that. That's that's exactly right. Let's roll. Good luck. Thank you. All right, 735. We'll take a timeout. We'll get into what the Bears are up against this week coming up in just a bit with Lindenwood. First time the two have matched up. Coach, recurring theme. A A lot of newbies in the UCA history books this year. So we'll talk about the matchup a little bit later. Stay with us. Go purple, go gray, go UCA. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on the Buzz Radio Network, coming to you live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway, a great place to take the family or catch the game. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin. 
Gerard Barnes standing back at his own 35. 10-34 and counting. And this one is a knuckleball. Gerard Barnes will have a chance to return it. Coming up at the 35-40. 45 spins out of a tackle. Across midfield. He's off to the races. One man to beat. He's gonna go! Big block on the punter was the last piece. And Gerard Barnes does the rest. All right, that's fun. Welcome back to the Nathan Brown Show here at Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. And let me tip my cap. I didn't see it at the time who it was, but Jared Long. Great block. Boy, laid out the 6'4 Australian. Good day, mate. And uh, sprung Gerard all the way to the end zone. And Gerard's been on the show this and actually, you kind of gave him a little, you know, a couple weeks ago, you gave him kind of that, hey, yeah. you might you might get one here before the season's over. You, you're feeling good about him. Well, and he was close the second time. I yep. mean, he, 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 he made a good move and, and uh, got shoestring tackled, or he'd at least gotten a huge game. Yeah, 19-yard or pretty yeah. quick return. He's he's something. He, uh, he he likes those moments. I think that's the best thing about Gerard is not, not only the talent he has, but but he lives for those big moments, and, and, and that was a game-changing play. I think that – I don't want to say that was a backbreaker, but that was a huge momentum changer in that third quarter. Yeah, well, you will – I mean, you guys had a lot of things working in the third quarter anyway, and then, he, you know, you pile on there. You'd already gotten the touchdown to Miles Kit Denton out of the gate. Within – you know, we were a minute nine <laughs> into the yeah. second half, and you had, a, you had a touchdown to him, and then you get the hail touchdown run a couple of minutes later. I mean, you guys, it was like pouring gasoline on a fire. Yeah, I mean, in that, I, I think I heard you say it actually in the in your, one of those one of those sets was you know it was the perfect start to the second half and it really was because offense took it down scored right away, you know that 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 kind of said okay first half we got we got things fixed and then defense turns right around and strips strips them we get the ball short field we capitalize and so the ball got rolling and uh, you know. Seven to six halftime score. You never expect the final score to be forty-nine to twenty. Yeah, that was something. I can't remember the last time Bears scored forty-two and a half. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And uh, and and but but I was just proud that our guys stuck with it. And man, it was doing against a good team too. And that yeah. was that's what's encouraging. One uh, minor issue. Gave up a punt return for a touchdown, ninety-two yarder. And Cam Thomas has had some success. Not shocking, I guess. But uh, you know, we talked about it. this is the third return of the year now. One punt, two kickoffs. Yeah. Any, anything we could take from there? Well, I think a little of it was scheme. You know, he he had shown over and over again that he was going to take the return to the field, and so we actually took two of our contained guys and ran them up the field to make sure he didn't go up the field. Well, we almost went too far up the field, and he kind of stuck under us. We uh, we had a couple couple of close blocks in there that, that guys felt they got and got pushed in the back, but you know, whatever. We got to make the play. I thought. Unfortunately, our last line of defense was Milk, and uh, he missed the tackle. Uh, but but it was a good effort, and uh, we'll learn from it and get better from it. Well, you know, he's – Were you – you missed the tackle. Gosh. Oh, God. look at that. Well, he, hey, he did a good job protecting to get the kickoff. Elders Your is job is to tackle. He... <laughs> I did see Milk miss the tackle too, though. Elders has given himself uh... – I'm glad he's taking one for the I team. I respect that. I mean, that's that's ownership right there, Coach. you got to love that. that so how about a couple of first-timers in the end zone? Kid Denton we talked about. He's an explosive guy. You're excited about him. And it was all about beating man-on-man coverage. You guys did it repeatedly. And a guy, another guy with a, you know, just a, we were talking about Owens in the body. I mean, when Trustin Oliver steps out there, you're like, oh, this is a dude. And he got his first touchdown. It was great to see him get in the mix. And I know you've been trying to work him in a little more, too. Yeah, and he had a late camp. You know, fall camp knee injury that kind of slowed him down early in the year, and he's he's really not just now getting back to where he was. He's getting comfortable with the offense. Uh, he's got a ton of talent. You saw him earlier in the game catch an out route and go for about 15. He kind of just threw the corner off and just you know made a great run. So uh, you can see upside there. Miles Kitt didn't obviously is a talent in itself. I mean, we just missed him again 
uh, I think a drive or two later on a deep ball where he was behind the guy by four steps. I, you know, Will just overthrew him. So, uh, you know, we're going to continue to get those guys integrated in the offense. And then Miles Butler had another big catch, and he's he's got. I mean, he's got a huge big play upside. And it was good for him to have confidence because he's had a couple big drops in the last couple games. Well, and he hasn't had a, a lot of opportunities really. I mean, he's came out gangbusters in the opener, and then we hadn't seen a lot of him in the last couple of weeks, and it's been a different guy just about every week, which is a coach I would think. You kind of like is it's hard for defenses to scheme to as to who to go after. It's a good thing. I mean, you go from an era where you you know Lawan and Tyler were your two guys, and you fed them the ball, and you know whatever kind of what was left was whoever got it. But I mean, we've got a bunch of guys that are capable. I mean, we're going to continue to hone in on who our guys are, and you know I talk about this all the time. Of you know perfect unselfish uh, you know personality, J.D. White. He goes to Idaho State. He's he's a uh, he has a hundred yards, you know six seven catches, and uh, he's played a lot of snaps, a lot of reps in the last two games. Just hadn't. You know, he's, we've, you know, we've targeted him a few times, but the ball just hadn't found him. And he, but he still goes out there, does his job, works hard. Uh, and, and so you need a group full of guys that can do that but also make plays when their number's called. No question. Um, Kyle and James continue to be a part of the passing game, a couple of catches. And then, uh, yeah, J.D. is listed here but obviously didn't, didn't get a grab the other day. Um, and then Darius Hale, coach, uh, yeah. one of his best performances as a receiver. Well, if you look at our numbers, you know, on the season, our, our two and three uh, uh, leading receivers are Colin James and Darius Hale. We're getting the ball to our playmakers. Those are two of our best playmakers. Get the ball in their hands and good things happen. And, and, uh, and really the other day it happened a few times in the past game for Darius. Um, along with obviously a couple big runs, but then and then Kylan, he's done that all all year. Get him in space, and good things happen. Yeah, Gerard with 18 leading the way, 285 for him this year, and a touchdown. Kylan with 17 right behind him, 202, and then Darius, your third leading receiver, 12 for 84. So, uh, how much of that is targeted, and how much is kind of a release valve type of thing? A lot of it's release. I mean, especially for Darius, he's not as he's not as fluid in the open field and, and running routes as Kylan is. Uh, Kylan, a lot of a lot of our scheme is scheme for him. Uh, Darius is going to be getting a lot of check downs, some screens. Uh, you know, we're not going to, we're not, and, and Darius will be the first to tell you he, that that's probably his weakest part of his game, but he's gotten improved so much from his freshman year, sophomore year with his hands, and it's showing right now. Uh, Health wise, how'd you guys come out of the game? I think the we're night? in good shape. I think we're in good shape. I don't have any issues. I feel great about our depth chart. Uh, you know, at this point in the season, we're truly blessed. That's great. You know, it's hard to believe. So this will be your sixth game. We're crossing Man. over the halfway point this week. It's it's actually nuts to think about. I mean, I, it feels like just yesterday we were preparing for Missouri State, and that's what I tell our guys. And I think I caution them on this: is how quick the season does go by. I mean, I mean, bottom line is weeks are short. You know, like weeks are short. Like you get done with a Tuesday practice, you blink, and you're 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 putting the hay in the barn on a Thursday, and uh, and and that's that's crazy to think, but. You know, because because a lot of times in the off season and leading up to the leading up to the season, it just seems like man, this is taking forever. This is taking forever. But once you start playing a game, you get in a normal routine. Uh, season goes by super super fast. There's no doubt. Well, when we come back from our final break, we will uh, take a peek over at Lindenwood again. Just getting to know them. We've got our two minute drill coming up a little bit later as well. Uh, we'll continue to talk about the victory over Austin P. That was a big one. I mean, again, that's a statement victory against a team that was you know four and one. They'd already played five games, and, you know, they're coming here and riding high. You guys smacked them down. I mean, that's – how much do you think it helps you guys from a national standpoint to beat a ranked team like that? Well, it's huge. I mean, if you you really break it down and you look at, uh, you know, maybe the most reliable source of national rankings, it's the Massey ratings. And – and uh, we're a top top 25 team in the Massey ratings, and, and a lot of that has to do with having the 12th rated schedule and the toughest schedule in the FCS, and and uh, at least to this point. Yeah. And so, 
that's a big win. And when you get notch a win like that when it comes to ratings, that's huge. When it comes to RPI, that's huge. When it comes to a selection committee, that's huge. Um, you know, because you're looking at a team that beat a ranked opponent the week before in Eastern Kentucky and, and, and beat them beat them in a in a in a dramatic fashion you know came back in the fourth quarter and and, and won a big game so uh to, to 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 win a game like that against a team caliber of, you know, opponent awesome p is coached as well as they are with coach walden and his staff that's a big deal no question all right we're gonna take a timeout. we'll come back and get into our beef report get to learn a little bit more about lindenwood the lions coming to the stripes this weekend and that is brought to you by the arkansas beef council so stay tuned Got much more coming up in the Nathan Brown Show as we continue on here tonight on 106.7 Buzz 2 from Walk On Sports Beast, Sherwin Conway. talking bear football tonight on the nathan brown show presented by walk on sports bistro in conway and broadcasting live from their location at 955 south amity road play action McElvain delays has a man wide open at the 15 10 5 touchdown central arkansas miles kitten lost everybody Looking to throw down the sideline, has Oliver, touchdown Central Arkansas! He shocked him with a touchdown! That is his fourth receiver to catch a TD today. That one goes 33 yards, and the first touchdown catch for the Colorado transfer, Trustin Oliver. All right, welcome back. Good to see guys get involved and uh, waiting for their opportunity. And we mentioned Oliver, Coach, and... Uh, he's a guy got a funny feeling that will not be his last touchdown. No, he's 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 got a huge upside. So when you recruit a guy like that, you know what was his transfer story? He played defensive back primarily. I understand at Colorado. He did. There was, and luckily for us, there was a prior relationship with Coach Johnson. Um, he was he was with Coach Johnson at Iowa Western in junior college, and so uh, he played a lot of a lot of wide receiver in high school. So so when Iowa Iowa Western signed him out of high school. Uh, he was kind of signed as an athlete. So Coach Johnson actually coached him for a little while at wide receiver, turned into a, turned into a safety, and eventually was a four-star recruit and ended up at University of Colorado and, and just didn't work out there and uh, wanted a chance to play on offense. And, and so we, 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 we watched his high school tape, watched some of his practice tape from junior college, and you saw a huge upside. And, and I think what you're going to see him as he continues to get more and more comfortable with the position because he's still young, one, and then, two, he's new to the position. He's going to be special. Well, not to take a swipe at the Buffaloes, but it's pretty clear he wasn't the problem. So there's that. Good to have him with a program that's winning some games, and so uh, certainly excited about his future. Any other young receivers, Coach? It seems like you always got a couple guys on the shelf that haven't really played yet, but anybody showing some flashes you're excited about? Well, I love I love our I love our young guys that that, that are, are red-shirting right now. Again, those are going to be future guys. Manny Smith, Conway product. I mean, he's not a big kid, but, man, he's got – he is hard to cover in the open field. He's just so quick twitch. We got a young man named Chris Wolf from Valdosta, Georgia, who uh, who's got a huge upside. And then Tristan Edwards from Red Oak, Texas. Those three young men are going to be really good football players. Uh, and that's not and that's not that's not to mention you know we've seen flashes of Miles Butler. We've seen flashes of Miles Kitt Denton. We've seen flashes of Jared Long. I mean we've got a stable of wide receivers uh, that that have a chance to continue to be good players. And you know even a guy that, that kind of bumped up his shoulder at the Ole Miss game, Nandia Dim Madumir. Yeah. 
I mean, he's a big physical kid that has a chance to be a great player for us, too. No question. Yeah, another, uh, obviously, FBS transfer from Minnesota. So, um, All right, well, let's get into the beef report here on Lindenwood, the Lions coach, a team that is making the transition up to Division One, and they won't be an official member, I think, until the 26-27, or a full member, I should say, uh, until 26-27. But out of the OBC, and we were talking in the break, this is a, a program, we'll see where they are in a few years, but they've got plenty to sell, it sounds like, in their campus over in uh, – I think they're in St. Charles, yep. just outside of St. Louis. There's a ton of upside in that program. I think uh, I think they're a team that's going to be able to recruit well. They're in a very, very hotbed of, of recruiting, at least in the state of Missouri. Uh, if you look at their facilities, they pumped a lot of money into their football program. Their head coach is a winner. I mean, if you look at his track record, he won at Sioux Falls. He's won at Lindenwood in the, at the Division II level. Um, and, and, he, and, he, and he's going to have success at Division I level. There's no question. Winners win, and that's what that coach does. Uh, but if you look at their, their stadium, their football facility, it's impressive. They pumped a lot of money into it. Uh, they're going to have a lot of success for years to come. And, look, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a heavy order on us on, on Saturday. They're going to be tough, and they're going to be hard to beat, and we've got to play good football to beat them. Yeah, this is a, you know, it's an in- interesting school. Private school, 68-45 is their enrollment. First meeting between the two schools, and you mentioned their coach. You know, they didn't play in 2020, but he's in the sixth year, and the two seasons around it, they went 9-3. and three. So this yeah. is a program that's got a history of winning at a lower level. Yeah, and, they, they, you know, I was a part of a team that transitioned here. You you were a part of, of calling those games, and I don't think anybody wanted to play the Bears back then. No. And we won a lot of games through that transition, and uh, I'm not saying we're, we're the same as Lindenwood, but there's a lot of similarities. They were a D2 playoff team now making the jump, and, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, nobody wanted to play the Bears back then. And Lindenwood's a good football team, so we're going to have to bring our best game to, to beat them. And, and a good, again, I think a very, very good OVC football team already this year. Their quarterback had success last week. They lost, obviously, Coach, but he throws for, you know, 350 or whatever, multiple touchdowns. He was their leading rusher as well. How similar to what you saw last week with DeLillo are you going to get this week? There's a lot of similarities. I mean, this kid's a big kid, uh, not height-wise, but thickness. He's about 220 pounds. Uh, he's got a good arm. He's been an All-American at the Division II level. He was the conference player of the year at their Division Division II conference. Uh, they ticked through him, and uh, I read where he was the high school five A defense or uh, high, high school five A player of the year, his senior year. So obviously an under recruited kid with a ton of success already. Uh, you know, it's kind of a broken record at this point playing dual threat quarterbacks, but we're going to have to find a way to bottle him up and keep him in the pocket and, you know, force him to throw the football as opposed to using his legs. Now, their leading rusher is averaging almost five yards of carry as well. He's got a few touchdowns, and then they're spreading the wealth pretty well. Also got a couple of receivers with 20-plus catches. So let's get into our two-minute drill, Coach. Uh, all expenses paid, Masters, Kentucky Derby, or Wimbledon? Masters. Okay. Uh, what is their weird pregame ritual if you have one? <laughs> Uh, I've got several. Uh, so I'm, I, I eat on game day. All I eat is Doritos and peanut M and M's, and then uh, I always. That's just I, before the game. I, I touch yes, and I touch every hash mark of, of the field before every game. Okay, it's just a, a, a thing I do. Did I, you do that as a player too? I did. I did. It's just a. It's Not almost, the Doritos and M and M's. I'm guessing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's a, kind of a, kind of more of a meditation deal. No offense to either school, but which dome did you like better, North Dakota State's or Idaho State's? I'm going to say the more unique setting was Idaho State, but probably just because of the, the magnitude of what North Dakota State has become over the last decade. North Dakota State was pretty cool. Okay, we'll say that. We're going back there more more. Uh, we'll be back next sooner. Year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last thing I was going to mention, your, your boy, Tom Brady, a couple weeks ago he threw a surface and broke it. Uh, it was a, during a win, though. What have you broken in a game besides the other team's spirit? 
<laughs> I've broken one headset in my career. And they're they're cheap, right? They're not cheap. No, they are not. So therefore, if Dr. Teague, if you're listening, I you didn't hear that. But luckily our equipment staff is very good. Yeah. They can fix a lot of things. Only but one helm only one headset that's we're, good. Uh, I've been a part of some coaches that can break multiple in a game, so do you guys use uh iPads or any kind of surface during no, the you're game? No, you're not allowed to on the sideline. The NCAA rule, um, you know, it's crazy because the NFL can, high school can even. Yeah. Uh, but NCAA doesn't allow that, so we're we're at the mercy of our, our head knowledge and what we see. Gotcha. You have some of the draws Oh, yeah. We, on the we, sideline? We've got plenty of whiteboard action down okay. there. Oh, yeah. Have we broken a whiteboard? I've seen a few whiteboards broken. I've never broken a whiteboard. Now, I've, now I've, I've had a sore fist after a game. I'm not going to say what I hit, but uh, I've had a few sore fists after a game. Before. I got gotcha. you. Very good. Well, Coach, good luck this week. I appreciate it again. Four o'clock this week, just like last week, and hopefully just like last week, another win for the Bears. Three o'clock pregame on the UCA Radio Network, and we will join you from the Stripes again, back-to-back. We love it on Saturday. Perfect weather. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Come on out. Let's go. Pack it out. Chamber of Commerce Day. There you go. Well, we're going to be handing out tickets on the buzz this week. Let's go. And let's pack it out. Should be a good time. The Lions and the Bears. Oh, my. Look forward to it on Saturday, Coach. Appreciate that. All right, thanks to Walk-Ons. We'll be back next week on Monday to recap it all for you here on the Nathan Brown Show. Good night, everybody. The Nathan Brown Show has been presented live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and brought to you in part by the Arkansas Beef Council, Splash Car Wash, La Quinta Inn and Suites Conway, Conway Regional, AT&T, Highland Dairy, DDS Dentures and Implants, HD Roofing and Construction, and Conway Corp.